This is a podcast from the University of Manchester's Jodrell Bank Center for Astrophysics. For the full show and archives, visit jodcast.net. In the news this month, the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 8 mission, the recent New Horizons flyby, and the Chinese moon landing. First, the 21st of December marked the 50th anniversary of the launch of the Apollo 8 mission. Apollo 8 did not land people on the moon, but it was an important step to an eventual moon landing. The mission was a general part of the space race in the 1960s, when the United States and the Soviet Union vied to demonstrate which country could produce the grandest achievements in space exploration. The Soviet Union had been the first nation to orbit a satellite around the Earth in 1957, and the first to send a person into space in 1961. In 1968, the Soviet Union had been the first to launch unmanned missions that had returned from the moon, and these were seen as preparation steps to send a manned mission. NASA had been planning to use Apollo 8 to test their lunar spacecraft in orbit around the Earth, but plans were changed to send the spacecraft to the moon and back instead. The mission was an overall success. Frank Borman, Jim Lovell, and William Anders became the first people to travel to another body in space. They also took multiple photos of both the moon and the Earth, including a very famous Earthrise photo from when the orbiter had passed around the far side of the moon. The lessons from the mission were applied to later missions, including Apollo 11, which was the first to land people on the moon. Next in the news... On the 1st of January, 2019, the New Horizons spacecraft flew by a Kuiper Belt object given the official name of 2014 MU69, but nicknamed Ultima Thule. The Kuiper Belt is a collection of icy bodies found in orbit just outside the orbit of Neptune, and it is thought to be the source of many short-period comets like Halley's Comet. Pluto, which New Horizons flew by in 2015, is the largest of the Kuiper Belt objects. Ultima Thule is thought to be more representative of many of the other objects found in the Kuiper Belt. Ultima Thule was revealed to consist of two spheroidal bodies of slightly different sizes that, combined, have a width of about 31 kilometers across. The two separate parts of the object are thought to have come together very gently during the very early stages of the formation of the solar system. Since then, the objects have changed relatively little. Because the density of objects in the Kuiper Belt is very low, Ultima Thule has not been affected by impacts or gravitational interactions with other objects. Because Ultima Thule is very far from the Sun, the ices have not melted or sublimated over time. Additionally, because Ultima Thule is so small, it has not undergone any type of geological or geothermal activity as seen on planets like Earth. Hence, Ultima Thule is similar to what objects from the early formation of the solar system look like. However, the surface of the object has been exposed to large numbers of cosmic rays over time, and this has transformed the ices on the surface into a very dark coating of organic material with a very dark reddish hue. While the first images have been released to the general public, more analyses and more scientific publications are likely to follow in the upcoming months and years. Finally, on the 3rd of January, the Chinese probe Chang'e 4 landed on the far side of the moon. This was the first science mission to the surface of the far side of the moon. 
Most other spacecraft have landed on the near side of the moon, although a few other spacecraft have crashed onto the far side, either deliberately or accidentally. This also marks the first time that China's space agency has been able to do something no other nation's space agency has done before. The landing is not just a symbolic achievement. The far side of the moon is geologically different from the near side. The surface is more heavily cratered on the far side, and it has fewer of the smooth maria areas which are found on the near side. The probe actually landed within the von Karman crater, very large impact crater on the far side, where the bottom appears to have been filled with magma in prehistoric times. A scientific analysis of the surface may reveal differences in the chemistry or history of the surface compared to what we see on the near side. 